Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's a parade. That's a dig. Oh, it was a fucking parade, all right? It was a parade for Everton Football Club. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. Because uh, one might say Palace were just fucking spectators in that match. That's 100%. Fuck. They play like shit. You know what? If only they had the ability to obtain fire. <laughs> Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way with me, with this fly-ass hair, because he likes to be all romantical for his lady, lady friend, <laughs> Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing there, buddy? Doing very well. Been able to use my fire wand appropriately. <laughs> my lady I, friend is romanticized <laughs> yeah. and satisfied. I, I would I would say although although I, I don't I think the reference I would have liked to have made, you wouldn't have gotten. It would have been Poindexter from Revenge of the Nerds. He had red hair and it was all pushed over and poofy, curly, just like yours is nice. right now. But all right. You wouldn't have gotten that no, reference, so not. it does not matter No at all. idea who that is. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Not in audition. <laughs> the other thing. Uh, make sure you share the live stream if you can. Yeah. That'd definitely. be nice. Yeah, uh, and then make sure doing. you turn on your notifications so you get notified every time uh, we do this. Yeah. Do that on uh, Facebook. That help, that, that yep. helps us out quite a, a bit. Just yep. You could also subscribe to the YouTube and all that kind of stuff, too. Just yep. mash the subscribe button, bro. Yeah. The, the YouTube thing, even <laughs> if you don't listen to us on YouTube and you use, uh, you know, Apple Podcast or Spotify uh, or whatever. whatever it is you like to use. If you hit subscribe for YouTube, that just those numbers help. It just helps build up our yep. subscriber base. That's, for sure. That's important. That's so. big time. Um, and yeah, and then find Drunker United FC, of course, our closed group on Facebook, which is where most of the hashtag bands happen. Lots of hashtag bands. Lots of hashtag bands. I've also started separating out the bands into uh -huh. themed bands. Oh, yeah? So uh, one meme shared this weekend by me was uh, Sam Allardyce in his England shirt uh -huh. that said he managed the country longer than Liz Truss. <laughs> yep. Hashtag political band smell. Yeah. Uh, and then it was two rugby players going after it, and I compared them to Sean Longstaff, or uh, not Longstaff, uh, Scott McTominay, mm -hmm. uh, and said realistic bands. <laughs> so now there's multiple types of bands. Uh, do we start doing like you do with the chicken stuff, Mel, where you get... Um, you know, the chicken with the arms on it and you go one and two and three for each time somebody posted on your wall. Um, the big Sam standing out in front of the FA 
uh, that got put up at least six times this weekend. <laughs> yeah, like six fucking times. Well, the 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 <clears throat> meme game was strong this weekend on DUFC. Mm-hmm. So I think like I'll get notifications and stuff, but they take like. 24 hours before I actually received the notification. So it's me scrolling through seeing stuff. Right. You know, unless I'm actually tagged in it. So it takes me a while to, to see everything, obviously. And there was a lot of memes shared this weekend. Yeah. I, so we all just missed it, I, I'm sure. Yep. And uh, one other thing, uh, uh, be sure to look around at halftime. Not every halftime, but most halftimes, either myself or Sam, come yeah. on for uh, a quick three, four minutes, kind of recap what's been going on with the day. Normally, uh, while enjoying an adult beverage in the morning, yep. which is always a great time to enjoy one. So. Absolutely. We do have a few people in the chats. There's at least uh, five or six people watching us right now, but, uh, including Smokey, who's Smokey. back. Smoke show's and, back. And, uh, of course, uh, Firehawk. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. He made sure it's two words, Firehawk. Oh, so he is actual bird with flaming wings because remember we've had a long discussion about fire this shit's important understanding the differences <laughs> that could be you when you're reincarnated you Hashtag know sound check <laughs> and uh smoky unfortunately gonna have to wait all the way to the end but spoiler alert it was a fucking handball uh, oh my god was it a fucking handball the other thing <laughs> is you could light up smoky smoke mm-hmm Want like you that. to obtain your abilities. Oh, oh this is gonna make fresh air when I'm looking for lighters so much oh, easier. Oh my god, I could just be, be like Houston. <laughs> there we go, lit. Very good. <sighs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Um this one, Mr. Graham, I found one of those illustrious unicorn bottles. So uh Mr. Firehawk, you will particularly appreciate this because uh, you like to. You've asked us before about um, about unicorns, and here we have one. Go for it. Yes. So this is Henry McKenna's single barrel bottle and bond, ten uh, year old. Um, it is a hundred proof. Obviously, it's bottle and bond. That is a mandatory piece of that, and it also has to be aged no less than four years. This one's aged ten. All done under the supervision of the United States government. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is delicious, and it's won a fair amount of awards. Uh, before the Whiskey Advocate Top 20 was introduced, mm-hmm. uh, it actually won Best Whiskey at the San Francisco Spirits Competition, which is yep. one of the most widely... Um, Oscars for alcohol. Right. It is, and, it but, is, winning Best Whiskey is winning Best Pitcher. But it's it's accepted as like a real competition. Right. Very true. Not a paid-for competition, right. which a lot of a lot of some of these are. Yeah, very yeah. true. Uh, but it also got uh, Whiskey of the Year from Whiskey Advocate at one point as well, mm-hmm. prior to the top 20 list uh, being started. Um, I You said you ran about 60? I got you it got for it? 60. So back in the day when it first when it first became a thing, this was a $35 bottle. Now, obviously, prices have gone up. A realistic price for this bottle now is about 50 because the cost is right at the 40 range. So a $50 bottle is is the appropriate cost. Um, I've seen this on the shelf for as much as a hundred. Um, it's not worth a hundred to be honest with you, because this is just old school, classic bourbon. This is, this is what, when, when somebody says, what does bourbon taste like? You pour them this. It's, it is delicious though. Uh, they do do a very good job. It's balanced, has good viscosity. It doesn't burn. Um, the flavors are nice and rounded. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. You get a, a nice creamy vanilla up front. Um, 
and then it levels out with that kind of round caramel at the end as well. I'm pouring more in the it's glass. Fucking good. Yeah, if you top me off there too, I'd appreciate it. Could you pass me some whiskey? Gladly. Yeah, so it's good. Drink responsibly. <clears throat> yeah, this is. <laughs> I was just very happy. Um, if you didn't show the bottle already, show that to everyone. There you are. This is the Heaven Hill Distillery. Is where this one comes from. Yes. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Taylor says, well, you can find this in Nottingham Forest because it's a unicorn, but uh, somebody does want to know, legit, where do you think you can find this? Um, I found it by luck, honestly. It was at a Wells. I was at a tasting, and it was in their cabinet, and I said, if no one buys it by the time I'm done doing the tasting, I'm walking out the door with that bottle. Right. Um, I've seen it in a few places. It's one of those things. It's a lot like the... um like the Pappy and the Weller and the Stag stuff, it you don't have it all the time. It's not like it's just a readily accessible thing. It's normally something that the distributor gets in twice a year. And then, in the case of Pappy, once a year. Right, and, and it's all allocated it out based on your business and they no, do with that right, portfolio no one, and all that kind of stuff. No one can touch. It's not like you just go, oh, I want a bottle of it. So, I mean, honestly, God, I'd love to tell you, like, Go to a decent whiskey shop, but also know in some of those instances, you're going to pay a fucking premium. Like, yep. you're really going to pay a premium on it. And you have to decide to yourself. Now, for me, like you heard me just say, I don't think this is a $100 bottle of whiskey. But if it's a if it's a goal, if it's the holy grail for you, you haven't tried it yet, then it's worth $100 to you. Like you, you, I really like You that. have to hold a variable to where it is. Yeah, it's it's very good. I mean, you won't be disappointed if you're a whiskey lover. Uh, mine, mine was, it was 75 on the shelf. I got it for 60, you know, and I was very happy with paying 60. And if they had told me, honestly, if they had said, hey, we can't cut a discount on this, it's 75, I'd have still bought it at 75. Yep. It's, it's a fair, it's a... It, it's a more than fair price for it, and um, it's worth the price of admission. It's a great, it's a great bourbon, but it's just one of those. Whenever we talk unicorn bottles, honestly, it's right place, right time. Uh, go to old dusty shelves where they have a lot of whiskey. Sometimes stuff gets hidden and lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but most stores are very smart. They know what they've got on their hands. A lot of a places lot. do, um, but a lot of you, them know. You can get luck from time to time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some owners like whiskey themselves and they'll buy it even though they can't sell it. So they have it and treat their store like the personal whiskey collection. Uh, I've seen stores do that frequently. So mm -hmm. and they'll put it up on their shelves until they feel like drinking it. Right. If they have a chance to sell it, they'll sell it. So check your kind of, you know, B.C. accounts that you don't normally go like not your destination stores all the time because everybody's trolling those shelves. Yeah. Go to your B's and C's. You're you're a little bit smaller of an account. Because stuff, for instance, like with Weller and everything, it's percentage of business the way that stuff's allocated. Yeah. So if they're selling the absolute shit out of 99 miniatures or platinum vodka, which a lot of those stores have the propensity to do. Wheatleys. Right, exactly. That kind of stuff, they'll get a bottle or two of Weller, but nobody ever thinks to go to those accounts. Oh, Paul Masson as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll get their hands on a few of those bottles simply because the stuff that pays the bills for Sazerac exactly. is, so is what people are buying. I, I Start checking your B's and C's, and in a lot of cases, you'll, you'll be surprised that you may see a bottle of Weller 12 sitting at a shithole account. And uh, don't be afraid to talk to your, your store owners. And, and get a uh, list. Yeah. 
and you know, don't walk in and be like, Hey, can you get me Pappy? No, no, you don't be like that. Be like, you know, Hey, so you got a great whiskey selection. I, I collect this. I do this. Don't ask them for something, but tell them what you like. And they'll start to go, Oh, you know what? You should really try. I got this single barrel from me that I, that I picked out. You should really try that. Yep. That's a test. Do you buy that bottle? Yes. That owner now goes, okay, I'll point out something else to them the next time something comes in. Exactly. He just bought something that directly really lines my pockets and is important to me. Yeah. But they they also, a lot of them keep running lists of, you know, Mount Airy, for instance, has their bourbon list that they keep a running tab of who wants what. And as things become available, they call you. Hey, we got two bottles of Weller. You know, and they call people on the list, going right down a list. Mm-hmm. So get your name added to those lists, but you also got to support the store. They're not going to give away unicorn bottles to people that don't support the cause. Yeah. You are, do do you buy your 30-pack pack of uh, shitty beer from them every week? Exactly. You probably should. Do you buy your half-gallon wine from them every week? You probably should. Yep. Like, make sure that they see you as a regular customer. Yeah, and That's talk how you get to that them. Shit. Like you said, talk to them. Engage with them, and they'll remember you. They'll start to, they'll know your order when you come in. You know, the guys might have it ready for you at the front already anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, your 30-pack of Budweiser and your, you know, fifth of Old Bartons or whatever. You know, so I, it, it's just a good idea. And, you know, once you establish a rapport, like I said, get on those lists. Agreed. Agreed. All yep. right. You've already said it, Mr. Graham. I appreciate it, but let's go ahead and have ourselves a hell of a show. Yes, let's do that. Sorry, we went a little deep dive inside the business there, but That's you know, fine. hey, you know what? Somebody asks a good question like that, it's worth being real honest and really talking about it. Was it was good advice. Yep. People enjoy that stuff. <laughs> All right. We open with the Mersey side as one team loses in an upset on the road and the other won convincingly at home. The thing is, it's not in the order you think it would be. Graham, I gotta say, I never feel more like singing the blues when Everton win and Liverpool lose. <laughs> Nottingham Forest one, Liverpool nil, Everton three, Crystal Palace nil. Klopp leaves Nunez and Tiago out of the lineup, not even on the bench. I think Tiago's the- injured. Okay, I thought he was available and he left him out, but Nunez was available. Yes. And he put him up in the stands for the match. Yes. That part's true, but I think Tiago's hurt. When you mentioned a few weeks back about the Wolves Nottingham Forest thing, don't give a team a reason. A reason. Yep. You put him just even if you're not going to play him, Put him on the bench because, God forbid, I don't know, you had 11 fucking corners. Maybe you might have needed the whole fucker to head one in. <laughs> but but you don't put him in the fucking stands because then what that says to Nottingham Forest? Is you're disrespecting me. Yeah. We can beat him without him. Mm-hmm. We can we can easily beat this team without our with, with without our stud. You know who didn't sit against Nottingham Forest? Hmm. Erling Holland. Yeah. There's exactly. Yeah. You know who's not going to sit against <clears throat> Nottingham Forest this coming weekend? Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. Why would you not start your 100 million pound man? Right. Well, and in, in, in even if you don't start him, let's say for the sake of, yes, it was three matches in a week and a half's time. Get it. Fine. But you at least have him on the bench. Yeah. Because again, God forbid you have 11 fucking corner kicks and yeah. you've got a giant guy with a big fucking head to head the ball. And he's not available. Or somebody. <laughs> just 
He could mix it up with Serge Aurier. He's known to do some rash shit. I did. I did enjoy the. Uh, I did enjoy the bants on Drunk United FC where everybody was doing that. Well, you see, they have twenty three. Yeah. We can't buy twenty three players. How, How can, can we, we compete? compete with that? <laughs> the excuses, yeah. And also, the win didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very funny. Um, Steve Cooper's team, you know, they were determined. They were resilient. They rode their luck a bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it, it took a, a special, special day from uh, Dean Henderson to to keep Liverpool out. They did have a fair few shots, and especially that save at the end. That oh, header, that one on the line. That was fucking brilliant. I, I remember a uh, younger uh, host of the show back in the day would pull off a couple of those every once in a while. Those are sexy when you pull that off. That out of nowhere, you're like, oh, no, he's not getting that. Whoa, whoa. What's yeah. that hand? Dink knocks it away. Those, those last twelve minutes watching Dean Henderson with his cute little baseball cap on, just yeah. denying everything. A lot of people don't do that anymore. No. That's surprising because there is a lot of glare in mm-hmm. stadiums. He's the way done they're, it they're multiple built. times at at uh, at the city ground. Yeah, it's just the way season. the stadium's facing. The the way the sun hits the field yeah. is right in his eyes yeah. down that end of the ground. I was sleeping in, and Houston comes in. He goes, "Garly, Garly." Wake up! You're gonna come home and watch this, right? I'm like what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a, it was a wonderful display. Um, but Liverpool had a ton of early chances, and they really should have been two three ahead inside of 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did give Nottingham Forest a, a platform to grow into the game, and they did. Apparently, didn't know this. Awonyi was on the books at Liverpool for six years, never made an appearance for the first team. Yep, didn't know that. Didn't uh, know that. Scored kind of did a weird muted thing then he th- i think he thought he was offside uh var confirms the goal and then he does like a a pseudo celebration kind of lebron james-esque strut thing right which seemed odd um and kind of anticlimactic if you ask yeah. me um <laughs> But it was good. It and was a, a phenomenal result for Forrest, obviously. It's for, Forrest could have made it uh, 2 nothing a couple of separate times there in the second half. They got they got chances there oh, yeah. down the stretch. But it, it's it's one of those where it, it's a bonus game, right? It, you got points from a game you didn't think you were going to. Right, precisely. Um, which, is, which is massive. And I just want to look at real fast. I just want to look at the league table real quick and tell you. That it's getting a little jumbled up there from the middle to the bottom. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all it is. three teams in the relegation zone are on nine points. Leicester's in 17th on 11. Southampton in 16th on 12. Villa in 15th on 12. So one win and the right results go your way. And Forrest climbed to 15th. You know what I mean? It's. It's it very jumbled up. You have Bournemouth, Palace, Everton, all on 13. And then Brighton is sitting in ninth on 15 points. So two games separate 20th and 9th. Yeah. So oh, yeah. a lot of teams can find... It's getting real jumbled up there, coming into a very busy period just before the World Cup. Agreed. And then coming back to all your boxing day and everything else. So it's it's going to be a really interesting couple of months. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think coming up here into the, into, uh, as we enter the winter. Well, uh, that, that kind of leads me into my next question. And do you think that Forrest can now turn this around? Like, this might be what, you know, gets it going. Well, it, it definitely could be a platform, yes. Um, but I think what Steve Cooper needs to do is, like I said last week, those 11 guys, 
and the five on the bench, those 16, 18 players, whatever it is, that's my team next week no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I'm sticking with these players. I'm going to have some consistency. And as long as you and, don't get annihilated by Arsenal, stick with them again. Well, exactly, right. Because you have when you sign that many players, it can fuck with your squad harmony. Mm-hmm. And all the you know, Jesse Lingard finally looks up for it, uh, where he hasn't really all season mm-hmm. um, so far. So it's, I mean, Forrest what struck the post twice today. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, besides, Awonyi's hit mm-hmm. the post back to himself, and and a couple that Allison made <laughs> two or three really decent saves. Like we're talking about Dean Henderson. Allison had himself a pretty decent game in the net as well. He did. He had a couple of really big saves. Um, but you you know you need that that kind of harmony, that togetherness, that that squad harmony. It sounds like a weird late nineties R and B group <laughs> but, squad harmony. But you need to, you have to have that cohesiveness. Hold on <laughs> to that lead to survive today. <laughs> Sung in the style of Boys to Men, apparently. There you go. The, um, well, that was that was special just for you, Mr. Green. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I knew you'd it was appreciate like, that. that. It was almost water runs dry. Is that what you were going for? Uh, I was doing uh, so, uh, hold on to yesterday. Uh, uh, to yesterday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. That's fine. That's what I was trying to do for you. But, you know, we were there. We <laughs> I were like there. it. I was giving it for you. The Now, but the same thing applies w- here for... Without that, if you mix it up too much, there's <clears> no consistency. Nobody gets used to each other. There's no gelling of the team at all. And you just look like a group of 11 people rather than a team. Yeah. Um, That's what I, my point of that. For Liverpool, great. You go out there and you get that fucking big win against City, right? You just fucked it right back off. That 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 win against City means now nothing. Means nothing, yep. Nothing at all. It was like... Oh, okay, you got that nine nothing win. And then you went out and you shit the bed. You, and you lose to Arsenal. You get beat handedly by Arsenal. You you tie in the Merseyside derby. You don't get you don't get all three points. Like it's just this constant fucking off each yeah. week from this side. Is it the players? Is it Klopp? Because yes, people have injuries, and this team has a lot of injuries. But all these teams are also built to handle to be able to handle injuries right like they're supposed they're, they're, to be yeah like you lose somebody you keep on going it just <laughs> what, what do we expect from liverpool now because i i'm starting to question champions league spot like oh yeah for sure i mean they're they're <laughs> in, in danger of losing a, a champions league spot and that's massive for them at the moment yeah um this is starting to look like a fifth place team maybe sixth place team I think that they have a real possibility of missing out on Europe altogether. To be honest with you, I wouldn't go that far. I still think there's a charge in them. Like, I think the World Cup is going to be really telling, and you're going to uh, have to let me answer or edit my answer now uh, after the World Cup to see who comes back injured. But they have pretty much their full complement of players now, and they're still not getting the results they're meant to get. Right, and that's a problem. Moving on over to uh, Goodison. Oh, here we go. I was waiting for this. <laughs> he kept in his pants as long as he could. Uh, Dominic Some, Calvert. Something's on fire right now, Mel. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no changes to the lineup from Frank, but a change in formation and a change in what they were doing. They got um, Awobi further up the pitch, yeah. and they had um, um, Onana, say my name, uh, kind of holding the middle of the field. What's my name? Kind of holding the middle of the field. Granddad. Um, <clears throat> 
but you get exactly what you needed, especially right off the jump. Yeah. A dominant Calvert-Lewin goal. Well, besides that, which is massive, that's huge. Um, I do want to say Alex Awobi reminded me a lot of Archie. Oh, yeah. And that Crazy Legs McGee over there. It's all over the the fucking place. Um, But besides, Calvert-Lewin needed a goal himself. Mm -hmm. But what Everton haven't done is they used to be the bogey team for, like, Manchester United. Right. There was never, in this weird period of firing coaches kind of after Marco Silva, and you had a lot of people in and out um, and weird transfer policies and everything else. You haven't had a team that you can use to either begin something good or get out of a funk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Palace, obviously the scenes afterwards were a bit right. gross, but Palace is now seemingly becoming a team that you just have their number. Uh, and that started at the end of last season. Right. Well, Palace that, hasn't beaten us in Goodison since the 90s. Right, but that started... In this iteration, when you stayed up against them right. last season. And now I was, because Palace played really well in the midweek. And they turn around and shit the fucking bed. They looked terrible <laughs> I was, in this game. Yeah, they didn't have any energy. Now, a lot of that could go to the fact that he didn't have Decore managing the middle of the field. And that perhaps, um, you know, Unana and Awobi and Ghana were, uh, Idrisa Gay, were too much for Milivojevic. To ultimately yeah. handle, because let's face it, Oliesi and Eze, they're not going to be back there holding down the fourth. They're going to be running around trying to mm-hmm. create, you know. And the other big thing, too, this one, Seamus Coleman's been getting worked since he's come back. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's he's old. He's 34, man, right? He's yeah. been getting worked. He took Wilfred Zaha, folded him up into a little tiny napkin, and put him in his back fucking pocket. Yep. And Wilf had nothing. Nothing. I mean, was just shut the fuck down in oh, that yeah. match. And that's, I mean, that has a lot to do with it, too. And um, Oh, for sure. And y'all <laughs> love an aging outside back. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's your we favorite do. thing. Really I mean, do. you held on to, to what's his name till he was almost, uh, Leighton Baines, so he was almost King Kazoo's age. Yeah, 30, well, he was, <laughs> I think he was 36 when he finally retired. But yeah, but well, well, and that fucker. I mean, honestly, at thirty four, was still one of the best left backs in the business. There, when it went until he was thirty five, and then he started to lose a step and slow down a little bit. And that that last season, you were like, yeah, he's done. Yeah, but yeah, the fucking whew, yeah. I was very happy with with what uh with what Sheamus did. Anthony Gordon scoring a goal. The new signing McNeil scoring a goal yeah. from a great little flick from Awobi, two assists from Awobi, which yeah. was nice. Huge. I mean, this is Calvert Lewin's touch. That touch was completely purposeful. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing, and it was fucking excellent. Well, and his goal, the way he just kind of shrugged, uh, it was Gui, right? That he shoved, yeah. he shoved, shoved him off essentially, and also just the the stuff you expect Calvert Lewin to do, the back to goal, the bringing down all aerial balls, like every single aerial. He just won them all. And <coughs> pardon me for, for Everton. That's exactly what you need. And Southgate in attendance, I'm sure helped. I'm oh, yeah, sure that absolutely. Helped. I'm sure that gave some motivation because Calvert Lewin goes, you know what? <coughs> no offense to Ivan Tony, but if I get my shit together right now over this next month, He's going to take me instead of him because he knows who I am. 
What? He's used me before. You know what's crazy, I think. Mm-hmm. Callum Wilson got healthy at the right time. He's back amongst the goals uh, in the last couple of games. Then you have Ivan Tony doing what he's doing and being called up for the first time last uh, international break. Didn't get used, but last international break got called up. And then you've got DCL getting healthy and now is back amongst the goals as well. Yeah, um, That second striker position for England is going to be a fun race to watch with these three going right at each other's throats. Yeah, I think, be? I think Callum Wilson is in that conversation as well. I would give you that. Yeah, the I problem is, that. I think Ivan Tony for me, is probably leading it because of the injury concerns surrounding both DCL and, um, I would, and I would Callum Wilson. I would say the person who deserves it currently is Ivan Tony. Right. I think that that's the person who deserves it. But in the next four, if... Calvert-Lewin goes and scores five in the next four or four in the next four. And he looks like how he looks that, that ability. That's the one thing that he has that a lot of other players don't. It's that ability to just be able to pull down a 60 yard ball from, uh, from Pickford. Oh, and by the way, that's your goalie on the national team. So it's a guy who already knows what that keeper is going to do. Like, I think it should be Tony. I really do, but... I think they should bend off Mason Mountain and put Anthony Gordon in. <laughs> I'd like to think that. Oh, that Anthony Gordon goal, by the way, how fucking absurd was it that they raised the flag for offsides? That was stupid. He was it wasn't like, even fucking close. I mean, it wasn't even barely close. It's almost like I. it's the uh, the ATP boys were like... like when people say the refs are out to get us, and you're like, no, they're not. And then you see something like that, and you're like... Yeah, they must be. <laughs> like they have like it wasn't even close. How, how I mean, there you... was a full yard between how? him and the defender. How did you even yeah, raise? It was pitiful. Just the automatic instinct was ah, Everton, fuck him. Raise the flag. <laughs> um, um, the other, how much money did that add on to Anthony Gordon's price tag? You think that goal oh, yeah. for well, next summer? Three three goals now. So or, yeah. or January or, when uh, Newcastle buy him because Almiron's hurt. We're gonna get him for sixty mil, uh, 60, 70 mil. That'll work. That'll be fine. And and we extended him. So now it's going to cost you more. <laughs> going to cost you a whole, whole lot more. Are you going to be happy with a hundred million Saudi uh, blood money in your pocket? Yeah, because we're going to use that money for good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now Everton's also Robin Hood Mel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah got that, got that. Jesus. I, I thought doc- that was just Nottingham Forest. <laughs> the documents. Uh, one final thought. This is actually. Apparently, that's where unicorns are found. This is a point in time in the season. I've never for, heard that before. For, it was weird from for Taylor, wasn't it? Both of these sides, for both of these sides, um, they're both coming into a decent run of, of schedule. And for both of them, they're both teams that want to get further up the table. This is going to be anybody who isn't fans of either one of these teams, keep an outside eye. Yeah. Because for both of these. I have a feeling both of them, including because Vieira ain't going to let this shit happen again. This this match ain't happening in a second time. No, somebody left your ground bloodied, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Because they got a boot in the fucking head. Somebody got hurt. Oh, yeah. They, somebody got a hurt a real bad. <laughs> I, both of these teams, I think you're going to see come the World Cup time in probably 10th and 11th or 9th and 10th, but right in that area. And it's going to be because both of them have a nice little surge up the table, which I expect's about to happen right now. We had a couple of emphatic wins, both sides that were desperately needing it. Aston Villa 4, Brentford 0, Leicester 4, Wolverhampton 0. And um, you'll always walk <laughs> alone. My God, the team must have hated him. 
I mean, the first seven minutes, goals, and not just like goals, but like beautiful. It was three nothing 15 minutes in. The training ground routine. Set up, just like boom, boom, boom in. It's like, holy shit. Have y'all been sandbagging this whole well, time? Well, that's it. That's exactly right. It's like they were Good. playing to get him fired, but then on. the whole. <laughs> let, let me go ahead and do this because you guys, the both uh, of you are already sorry. going to it. So I think this is uh, worth uh, bringing up. So. Our boy uh, Andrew from the Everton Aren't We uh, pod. He's yes. the one who's gotten the rib broke at a uh, Dropkick Murphy show. He's he's emailed in a couple of times. The Dropkick Murphy's coming to town, I think, Tuesday, by the so, way. <clears throat> I'm free. <laughs> the virility of Villa. With Villa, <laughs> virility. What, with Villa once again fucking, is it time to ask ourselves, is Steven Gerrard just a scouse chastity belt? <laughs> I was never impressed by the Rangers titled, given that their league is essentially a race between a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, and a bunch of Honda Civics. <laughs> I told him via text, I said, hey, one of those Honda Civics fueled by heroin, know your fucking teams. Let's go, Ibs. <laughs> With Villa, he seemed more intent on establishing dominance than what was best for the club. Thoughts. Now I open the floor. So the training ground routine, was that the first goal, wasn't it? It was mm-hmm. both the, of them. I mean, this, the well, the first goal was the no, that um, was from the corner. That was, was the Leon Baylor. Yeah. yeah, the second one was the uh, the training ground one for uh, Danny Ings, who, by the way, that was awesome. That guy, I hard to believe he's forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's done that before, mm-hmm. uh, where he's worn the noise canceling headphones with the autistic I mascot that was walking with him. I do. I have Very a crush cool. on In all things support and end, awareness. An NGS. <laughs> yeah, I-N-G-S She loves the ings I love the ings and the mings He's an attractive man But you gotta be careful because he does get injured a lot Well, I mean And if your hamstrings 40. are tr- crap It hurts your hip thrust Well, yeah, he's 40 I mean, it's amazing <laughs> he's as good as he is at that age Less um, work for me But I think that's a big fuck you to Steven Gerrard straight away Oh my god it's just yes. like I mean and it was sexy enough I'm pretty sure Douglas Louise just came up with it himself Dude, all of And them. the 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 interim boss that was in charge for the game I I would just not hire anyone <laughs> Oh that changed you know who, today well, I know but you know who else is, hasn't been hired And their fortunes have changed is Bournemouth Yeah but they, they lost a, two in a row So I think they might start looking for the coach now <laughs> For a real coach Yeah, yeah. But apparently the cool thing is to just give it to somebody that doesn't want the job, and then you'll be great. But uh, it was like, yeah, so what does everybody want to do, guys? What do you think? What's that thing Dougie came up with the other day? <laughs> Worked a treat. Why wouldn't Stevie G let us do that kind of stuff? No. I don't know. It's just It was weird. Uh, interesting flex in benching John McGinn. I think that was more a tired thing. Yeah. You think? Yeah, I don't okay. think because McGinn came in later in the match. I yeah, don't think that's that okay. was uh, that's fair. And I nobody just, nobody flexes on McGinn. Everybody loves him. But also worth mentioning, well, as long with, as you're standing above waist height, you're fine. Because <laughs> you can't back that ass up. On oh my you. god! I know and, we're going out on Ollie, an injury time. Ollie Watkins. Oh. God, I've been wanting him to get a goal. And normally, normal Villa, the entire first of the season, you know, you kick the ball, the goalie does something, you're like, ah, fuck. But again, Watkins was hungry. He's like, yeah. no, fuck you, here I go again. Oh, no, fuck you, here, here I go. go Third time's the charm. And, oh, another reason why I love Danny Ings. He looked happier 
when Watkins scored than when he did. Uh, just Picked like, him up and just ear to ear smiled. I fucking loved every bit of it. So just like we said in the last one, you know, it's like Calvert Lewin scored, Gordon scores. That's you. You need that. Ings get you a brace and Watkins scores. That's fucking huge. It is huge. That's fucking huge because yeah. it's not like this team has been playing bad football. It's just the ball hasn't been going in the back of the yeah, fucking Yeah, but it, he net. was playing such stifled shit. Like, he wouldn't play yeah. a 4-4-2 mm-hmm. or a, right. a 4-3-3. He wouldn't do anything. And his changes were always like for like. There was no, didn't seem... Um, it, Nobody no, seemed happy. I said that every There was the no tactical now, so it didn't seem like. No. Yeah. Was it, Maybe um, that's the tactical scouse. Uh, Emmy, uh, yeah, it's a you. stretch. It's terrible. <laughs> um, Emmy, Emmy Martinez, uh, bid him a fond farewell on social media, and Luca Digne, and that's that was it. it. Yeah, no one that else says Nobody something when the rest else. of the team doesn't say, "Hey, thanks, Gaffer. Thank you for like." Not even Ings. That's uh, a whole fuck. Well, Ing. Well, me. Oh yeah. Well, Ings because he played with him at yeah. fucking Liverpool. Like yeah. you would have. You would have thought Ings would have been now, like, we'll "Hey, say Gaffer, this, Ings good isn't isn't active on social media <laughs> but, anymore, but still, like that gets hard when the apps get you know the oh, writing gets know. small and it's the boomer, <laughs> it's the boomer in him. He I needs, mean, he's he needs, in great shape for a fifty year old man. He needs his cricket phone, <laughs> you know those yeah. big buttons. That's what works. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but I, I just that that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And now they will uh, this next match. It'll still be the same interim manager. Um, Unai Emery signs with Villa today, but is not going to take over the team until November the 1st. Okay. That'll be his first match. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. No need to I'm do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope, don't do it. No need to do it. No, I'm, ex- right. I'm excited. I it, the, the joy, the joy, the passion. Even is if about it, to get sucked out of the club by the vampire. Really? Yeah. I hated uh, him in Arsenal. I couldn't stand him. I was, yeah, okay, I've been behind... Uh, I was behind Wenger when everybody else said no until the very bitter end. I was behind Arteta last two seasons, when everybody, or season and a half or whatever it's been, when everybody was Arteta out. Uh, Unai Emery, I legitimately was Unai, get out of the fucking club. Okay, here's my take on it. Uh, the last time you guys had a three-letter first name on your team, you didn't treat them so well, and he came to Villa and was very fucking happy. Emmy Martinez, What? So we treated him I'm, fine, not according to him. And he won an FA Cup I'm with us. Just saying, he he's barely much, escaped relegation. With much last happier season. over on the Villa side, and uh, uh, well, maybe if he was just a little bit from, better, he would have played more regularly. He's going from <laughs> Villa Real to Villa fucking now. <laughs> Villa fucking now. Dougie gonna Doug. Third straight shot. I think I'm pretty convinced Danny Ward listens to this podcast, hears you, and it's like, fuck that guy with the coiffed hair. Well, I'm, I'm glad I could make him better done. because he needed it. Jesus. Uh, the other thing for all, I mean, he didn't have anything to do in this one, to be honest. Um, but real quick, you should mention Brentford's best player mm-hmm. was David Raya. Oh, he had a great game. Ivan Tony in his post-match, did you hear the interview? Mm-mm. He said something along the lines of, which I thought was interesting, oh, yeah, the lads just weren't at it today. Kind of distancing him. We weren't at it. Right. Ivan, you were part of that, buddy. Right, right, right. right. You're one of those He's kind two. of distancing himself from it. It, it, it almost <laughs> seemed like it was weird. Uh, yeah, that could have been 7 8 nothing. Oh, yeah, Raya, easily. Raya made a bunch without, of big Without saves. him, that was he's, fantastic. He's Now, I know they based the Golden Glove Award off of number of shutouts, which, by the way, currently would belong to Nick Pope. 
Correct. Not Allison or Ederson. Correct. Which is what you would think. Or Ramsdale. Right. Or we give up goal every goddamn yeah, game. Because right now it belongs to Pope. Um, but if you were going to give golden gloves on just, you know, saves overall, you know, appearances, overall matches, Dick Riot deserves a lot of fucking credit right now for possibly being the best keeper in the Prem. Yeah. I'm with he's you. really I that, could agree he's, with that. He's really that good. Yeah. It's kind of like how Sanchez was last year for Brighton. It's like, yeah, this team would be in a lot of trouble if they didn't have that guy between the sticks. For um, sure. Uh, Lester was excellent. I'm glad I successfully derailed talk about Danny Ward. That's ass. fine. Yeah. Uh, Dougie going to Doug. <laughs> uh, they, Lester were excellent. Okay. This result has been building for a while, I think. Um, that Okay. So I've got two things I have to mention, and we're going to mention the first one, and then you could say whatever you want, and then there's only one thing that matters. Uh, you're right. You're and absolutely it's, it's, it's right. Jamie fucking Marty. Yes. But that goal from Yuri Tillemans, that was better than the FA Cup goal. Yeah, yeah I think that so. That was fucking... That was dope. I have Speaking of what Mel said... Um, upper 90s. Oh, my God, it was nasty. About Mel, about Danny Ings being happy for Ollie Watkins. Did you see James Madison's reaction to Yuri Tillman's goal? Uh-uh. He just hands on face like... <laughs> like that. Just like, I oh, love fuck. It. I love it. <laughs> it was dope. That was so good. Um, and then what was the second thing you wanted to get out? Sorry. Okay, well, I was going to just let you talk, but all, all that really matters is Jamie fucking Barty. Yeah, I mean... Jamie... No, uh, let me uh, say it. Jamie fucking it's Barty. Amazing. Downing a can of Red Bull before he comes in. Moments later scoring and then howling at the fucking Wolverhampton. And that wasn't the best part. After he howled, he went like this and went, you fucking stink. <laughs> Yeah, he waved his nose and then pinched it, and you could see his face. You fucking stink to the fan. It's like, damn. There will never be another James nah. fucking Vardy uh-uh. ever. Jamie fucking Vardy. He, he howled. That's the, like when he went to Palace and did the eagle thing. He's, the, <laughs> he's brilliant. Tom Brady goat-like of shithousery. Like, there is no one... There should be some special dispensation to make him Hall of Fame eligible the day he retires. Just to Get, make sure. Best shit house just award. Ever. Ever. He's the best. That and shit is just, so It was Brody funny. who put up the video of him drinking down the Red Bull, and I'm like, of course he was. Of course he was. Game day wakes up. You know what he wakes up with every game day? Mm-hmm. Omelet and a Red Bull. Oh, that a boy. Yeah. Fucking love this shit. I love this shit. Of course he wakes up with an omelet and a Red Bull. He's got a source for eggs. (laughs) True. True. That's why Kitty hasn't left an egg in the coop. She's shipping him over to Vardy. Yep, getting him to Vardy for his omelet. I'm surprised that he hasn't mimed throwing a phone over the edge of a boat, given everything his wife went through. (laughs) Oh, very true. Very true. I don't think she'd be off. I think he... I don't think she's off limits to him. What do you think? I think no. he gives her shit at home. Oh, I do. I think he definitely does. I think. <laughs> I don't think I, he can turn it off. I. I think. I think the day that um um uh, Mrs. Rooney won the court case, <laughs> he probably sat there in the house and fuck told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you not to fucking get involved in this shit. And what did you do? You did exactly what I told you not to do, and you did it. Where what she what he, what what she really needs is a supportive husband. It's like, oh, it's okay, baby. Don't worry about it. No, 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 that's not him. 
No, fuck you. I told you not to do that. Why did you do that? You fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is Jamie fucking Vardy to a T. It has and to be. I, and I really don't care what else happened in this match. All I care is that Jamie Vardy down to Red Bull, scored a goal, and fucking <laughs> howled fu- at the Wolves fans. Fucked off on the Wolves fans. <laughs> I'm surprised Jose it's Sanz. Honestly, all I care about this entire week for this entire show. <laughs> I didn't is hear Jamie Vardy doing that. I didn't hear anybody giving Jose Saw shit. And he got beat at his near post twice. Yeah. Now, honestly, Yuri Tillemans, that was a special, special goal. James Madison wasn't. I thought no. Saw could have done much better with no. that. He probably isn't catching shit because he's the one thing keeping him alive. Because let's face it, a lot of the games they lose, they lose one nothing. Yeah. You know, he's I mean, that's really true. been kind of keeping Di- it together. Diego Costa uh, is taking a lot longer than I thought he was going to to come up to speed. Now, I didn't think he was going to light the world on fire, mm-hmm. but I thought he'd be doing better than this. Oh, you thought he'd be finding some garbage goals. Yeah. He's you know, like not a, doing it. Like damn a Berbatov thing. back in the day. Like uh-huh. Berbatov slow as hell, really was way over the hill, but would score a goal every couple of games just because he knows how to fucking get the ball on his foot yeah. when it's inside the box. Um, here's an interesting thought because Villa has already hired their replacement. Wolf still hasn't hired the fucking replacement and has been turned down by, by a couple, a couple of, managers. Yeah. Well, as Jamie already said, they fucking stink. Who wants to manage there? This is getting bad. Apparently, Very they were in talks with Wolves. Nuno to come back. Right. It's but not- nothing's come of that so far. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I worry very, for Wolves this season, and they're they're ones that have aged a little bit, too. I mean, they, they have one of the older squads in the Premier League, as far as I'm aware. We we said it last week. The, Diego Costa the, didn't help that stat. When you, look, when you look back around you and you go, are there three teams worse than me? And right now, if you're Wolves, the answer is no. no. The answer is like maybe one, but they beat Liverpool. No, like there's like you're the worst. Like this is starting to feel very Sheffield United. This this scenario right now. For, yeah, and for you've Wolves. got international quality players in that team. How many of them go fuck this? Just stop caring. Mm-hmm. Especially when it get as it gets closer to the they World know Cup. Ruben Neves knows he'll Cup? get a move. Jose Sa knows he'll get a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. How many of them go, fuck, who cares? Do we think, final question, do we think that this is now Leicester turning the corner? I think so. Um, probably. If, if honestly, Danny Ward can, can keep his head out of his ass long enough to make a couple of saves, I think Leicester can figure it out. I really do. He's got four shutouts in five matches. Oh! Running out the rest of the league in Oso, that happened. And honestly, it's not really Oso because we're talking a lot about the uh, top end of the table here. Uh, Manchester City 3, Brighton 1, Chelsea 1, Man U 1, Fulham 3, Leeds 2, Newcastle 2, Tottenham 1, Southampton 1, Arsenal 1, West Ham 2, Bournemouth 0. Holland with a brace, De Bruyne with a goal, City fucking win. Well, it took a while uh, for City to make the breakthrough um, from what I thought was going to happen. The first real action of the game was Holland asking for a generous penalty, uh, to which the referee replied, no. Right. Um, But instead of killing the ref, and I'm proud he showed that restraint, uh, his um, 
using you know the referee's head as a Viking warning sign, <laughs> sticking it on top of the corner flag or something. <laughs> uh, he didn't do that. He just decided to go. Okay, no problem. I'll take matters into my own hands then. Yep. And scored two. Uh, one of which was a penalty <laughs> later on. Uh, nine minutes um, though. Uh, he received a pass from Ederson. So City don't always have to make it pretty either. No. They can go Big Sam Route One style. Uh, as, and it was perfect. as well. Apparently, it was, it was a fucking pass. gorgeous ball. Um, and he brushed Adam Webster off like he was a fucking dandelion. Mm-hmm. And he went sliding 18 feet. <laughs> yeah. And I know the pitches are watered, but yeah. go on. Yeah. I mean, that's strong. Yeah. That's real strong. Like, whoop. <laughs> um, Trissard rifled in a shot near post uh, from a good 20 yards out, probably. Um, yeah. Ederson, I think, could have done better there as well. Absolutely. But for the Seagulls, you got to be happy. You, you got a goal. And it's your leading goal scorer. So that's... It, even in a loss, at least there's a goal. There's something. Been, yeah, there's some positives you can take. Drought for goals, well, so you come away with a goal. That's a good thing. And here's another one: they actually outpossessed City at City. Wow, they had fifty four point one percent possession. I think it was uh, to City's whatever uh, is less than that that makes a hundred. Got it. Forty five point nine. I'm just gonna. Let you hang out there and do the math. I couldn't think about it. Uh, Carry the one. But so that there was my toes. There was use a, the abacus. Yeah, there was a couple of really good moves from Brighton. There's a lot of positives they could take from the game. Um, so I, I again don't think Brighton are have mm. any issues uh, necessarily. They need to sort out who's going to get goals on a consistent basis. But other than that, they're still a good footballing team. And Grand Potter really did work his magic and lay the groundwork uh, for a good foundation. I. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I blame us. We gave them the nice little pat on the ass and said, hey, Brighton's really moving in the right direction. Then they fucked it off right after we gave them that vote of confidence. So. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, we do tend us. to do we, that. We are influential like that as a show, you know. Yeah. What I want to know also is who gave Manchester City the like game shark, the cheat codes to <laughs> I, football. I don't know. 22 goals in all competitions for Holland, mm-hmm. 17 in the Premier League already. Mm-hmm. He's going to hit 20 goals before fucking before the World Cup, let alone Christmas. Right. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And if he can if City can keep him fit cuz the worry is it happened at Dortmund a lot where he would pick up these small little kind of niggling muscle injuries. Mm-hmm. If he can stay fit up until the World Cup and then gets a month of rest, the Premier League is in a world of hurt. He could legitimately score 40 or 50, uh, 40 45 goals. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I I totally agree. I I honestly I could see him putting out, out 50. I see him getting over 50 in the league. It's insane. <clears throat> I, this is, and he's still what, 21, 22. It's a fucking the most. baby. It's what, like, oh, gotta wait for, gotta wait for somebody from the Bundesliga to transition and get used to, uh, you know, how to play in the Prem. Nope. N- nope. Well, and then City normally, t- like Jack Grealish didn't start for eight games. Right. You know, we could use him bit part, you know, at the end while he was getting up to speed with everything. Holland settled right in. It's That's scary. Three hat tricks in a row. It's scary. <laughs> Very scary. Fuck. Um, Chelsea and Manchester United, I'm going to say this very bluntly, it was a shit match for 85 minutes. An absolute dog shit match for 85 minutes. And I talked with, I was hanging out with, the, you know, our boys from the Crab Cake and Whiskey mm-hmm. crew. And most of them are United supporters. And they're like, oh, I was a chess match. I told them the following. I've never seen a chess match 
where both participants in the chess match make moves that actively move everyone backwards. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like I'm going to replace my pawn with a knight, but I'm gonna put the knight all the way back here. <laughs> like it was just the moving the pieces back. I got a chance I'm to put him in a nice checkmate. little wall right around. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put a nice little wall of rooks right around my king. That's what I'm going to do and nobody can get in here. And then you know what the other side did? They went Ooh, great idea. I'm going to do the same. <laughs> I thought there were chances in the game. I thought it was it was bad football, but it was an exciting game as the, there were chances. Um, De Gea and Keppa both had to make good saves. <laughs> and I think Keppa over the last two, three weeks has put himself back in the conversation for the Spain squad, number one. He has. Um, but he, and especially at club level, I think has now put has solidified his spot over Benjamin Mendy. Oh, he's the number one again. He's absolutely the number one. Is his name Benjamin? Yeah, Benjamin Mendy. Is it? Yeah, it's Benjamin. Okay. We sure about that? Yes. All right. Let's not get hung up on that. We're already uh Well, because the, the other the Benjamin Mendy's in jail for race. Yeah, we're, we're we're on we're already on 50 minutes into the show. Let's Heard. not get hung up on that. Got it. <clears throat> now, here's the uh one thing, uh Mr. Graham, I would like to eat crow. Finally. Okay. <laughs> for once. Oh my god, referee, you're so brave and so strong. You called somebody holding somebody on a corner kick. That wasn't a hold. That was a fucking tackle. <laughs> it's you know what? It's it, credit. I said they would never call it for big six sides. They would never call it when it mattered. They would only call it when it didn't matter. Clearly, the referees are calling this now, yep. and that's good to see. Now, I just want to see it called consistently. So, if it's being called on one end, you better be calling it on the other end. Yeah. I mean, this was so blatantly obvious he could not call it. <laughs> yeah. He had him over the shoulder, like one yeah. of those, kind of yeah. like this. Yeah. He had the other arm around his waist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have been done for sexual assault. Scott McTominay, what the fuck are you doing? Just dumb. I mean, and Ten Hogg's got to be sitting there like, why would I ever bring you on again? Right, right. Ne- never, never, never. <laughs> I think the only thing Scott McTominay did there was move Harry uh, Maguire uh, one place up the pecking order above him. <laughs> so now he's not the last player that's going to come on. He's the next to last player that's oh, going to come on. Unfortunately, Varon, Varon um, got hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. And that he was in tears as well. That was, I think he knew. I haven't heard what the diagnosis is yet, but I think he he's worried that his World Cup's in doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another person. For Another sure. Person. It's yeah. a shame. It's an absolute shame. And it, it, it may have already been announced, but. I don't follow Manchester United news that closely. Um, great, uh, great goal from uh, Casemiro. I mean, literally millimeters. So millimeters I, I said, yeah, I said this in the. It was a great save initially from Keppa too, and I, I hope he got credit for it because it hit the inside of the post and wasn't in till it bounced. Right. Um, and then he almost got it clawed out. It was just a second too late, half millisecond too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Did you see the the picture I shared of Casemiro hyping the corner, yelling at the fans? Yeah, he's so baby faced that he shouldn't. Like it, it, my brain doesn't. I can't wrap my head around him being able to show that sort of intensity and emotion, right? Because he has such a chubby cheek kind of baby face that it just doesn't register with me that he knows what intensity is, even though he's properly hard, right? It just it's so it's like fucks with my brain. <laughs> you know, it's like like if you like tasted something that was meant to be sweet. So say like you had a cinnabon, right? And you went to eat it, but it tasted like steak. 
and then it was your brain just just fucking haywire. <laughs> That's how it, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Ultimately, the, here's the sad part: is all this is still overshadowing Ronaldo. And what got talked about the bulk of that match? Oh yeah, it's Ronaldo. It's when does he play again? When does he come back again? Do they use him again? Because here's the thing: in a match like that, you know exactly what Manchester United needed. Fucking Ronaldo. Yep. But he's a petulant child. Yeah. You know what I him. really want to know? What would be very interesting is for Casemiro to post what McTominay bought him for dinner. <laughs> because he got him out of fucking jail. Got him out of jail. <laughs> very good. Cottagers keep rolling, man. Fulham is playing really good fucking ball right now. They really are. They're not they're not set back by um by going down. They respond well. This is a very different Marco Silva managed team. Yeah, for sure. They they actually look like they have a defensive shape, which they didn't when he was with y'all. Hey. When well, Everton didn't when he was with y'all, there was no defensive shape. It was just go all the time, and that included Seamus Coleman and Leighton Baines. Yeah. It was like just get as high up the pitch as you can, as fast as you can. And then, <laughs> then everybody makes all the jokes about um, you know Tim Ream being at best a championship uh, fullback, and every time Fulham comes up, he goes to the bench and. He's wearing the captain's armband, and you know what? He's doing a good fucking job. He's doing all right. You know, just give him Not the opportunity. Not scoring many fantasy points, now, dickhead. I mean, I mean, is he is he a rock star premier fucking center back in this league? No. no. No, absolutely not. And if anything, he does have his faults. But you know what? He understands Fulham Football Club, and he understands how they fucking tick. And sometimes that's all you really fucking need in your team, is you don't need a bunch of new pieces like say Forrest has done or Fulham did a few seasons ago when they've tried to bring in a bunch of new pieces. Yeah. Sometimes you just need the people who got you there and then you need the complimentary pieces. Well, you need is people that you. fucking care. Yeah. And he cares. He cares about the community. He does a ton of work with, with special needs children in the area and he gets it. And he just gets the club, the community, the politeness, the everything about Fulham that makes them Fulham. Yeah. And well, get that you, man a Victoria sponge cake. <laughs> I heard. And then you look at that in, you know, you look at, say, like, Mitrovic also just seems to be getting it now. Like, yeah. those those guys are a very different it. way, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they just, the, the players seem, it seems to be clicking for them. Now, that being said, on the other side, they're not playing bad football. Mm -mm. Leeds are playing good football. Mm -hmm. They just keep fucking losing. Like, seems like Marsh has a good system. It seems like the players are responding to Marsh. The players that are there are good, but how is this team just keeps fucking it off? I'm really, I'm really worried about the <coughs> resurgence of Ted Lasso memes once he gets fired. Yeah. Um, I, but I think he deserves another chance. And I think he's gotten himself enough credit that I think he does deserve another chance in the Premier League when he does get fired. I, I think he deserves at least through January with this club. Oh, yeah. I think he deserves the World the Cup, month. I think, is keeping a lot of people in jobs, to uh, be completely honest. And that being said, there's been more firings this year than any season. Wow, has there? It yeah. doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It, uh, huh. it, interesting. At this point in time in the season, there's been more firings this season than any other season. In the That's world. interesting. I wonder if part of that is skewed because of how early the season started. Mm -hmm. So really, this would be, we'd be in the second week of November right now where we are in terms of games played. Right. So I wonder if that's skewing that stat because we started the first week of August. It could be. 
It really honestly could be. But, but I, f- I don't feel like there's been that many. It's been quite a bit. Wolves. Uh-huh. Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Chelsea. Chelsea. Villa. Villa. Now. Four. Who else? Is that it? That's it. Four. I don't feel like that's a ton. I don't know. I'm I, Obviously, last, I'm wrong. I mean, that's a season at this point. I think we had one was Watford. Damn. What, what, Watford. Does that even count? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they changed okay. managers okay, like they so do then socks. Last season, we had zero. They <laughs> changed managers like socks. Um, were you so caught surprised by Rodrigo's goal? I was. It was slow and loopy, and it went, does, I don't oh, feel like it should have went in. Huh? Oh, uh, okay, go goal. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was a pretty bad effort from Jack Harrison as well. Mm-hmm. But I had a, uh, I had a little, uh, little, little. Pun joke here. Go for it. All right. Uh, Fulham should have been ahead, but uh, a fantastic save on the line from a Leeds defender. Then they march right down the field and score through Rodrigo. Aww. You like that? That's pretty <laughs> good. Um, it was a, uh, Mitro equalized the course with an excellent header. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, I don't understand how no one picked up the biggest guy on the field, though. Because <laughs> right. he was, it was a free header. Yeah. There's no reason. Yeah. Hey, Mark the big lad. Yeah. Should be the pretty ball might simple. Be going to yeah. him. <laughs> Should be pretty simple. Great moves from Leeds just after halftime. Surprisingly, uh, the teams were level all the way through to 60 minutes. Leno had a couple of big saves. Bobby D. Cordova Reed found the back of the net with a good header. And then fucking Willian scored. I know. That's all I have to say about it. Go figure. But yeah, yeah Willian. Go figure. Fuck. <laughs> Ridiculous. Moving on to the next one. Huge win for fucking Newcastle. In, inspired my shirt choice today. Yeah. Dorts by Rec, yeah. Yes, sir. In in one of the big sixes buildings. Now, granted, I would also say, though, Spurs are really not looking good right now. Like, no, they're, just they're very disjointed. Very, very. And you, I wouldn't have expected this from a Conte team. The one thing that Conte, like, like, I expect this from a Mourinho side, but Conte just kind of seems to keep his shit together and yeah it's just not happening at the moment they're they're not ticking uh on all cylinders they're not getting in the positions they should be getting in and they normally find themselves in but conversely newcastle are doing just the opposite they're clicking all over the field i mean they have the best defensive record in the premier league and that's giving up three to city in that game as well right excuse me earlier in the season um miggy scored again Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Callum Wilson again. That's awesome. Fine finish that. Uh, Hugo Lloris was like a, a, a kerchief blowing exactly. in the wind. I'm not sure what what he thought he was getting there. It was like one of the the uh, uh, pundits I heard today talking about it uh, said that he it, that goalkeeper panic when they step foot out of the 18 and they were like realize oh fuck. People can touch me out here. Yeah, yeah, they can. <laughs> and he just, you saw that moment of panic in his face. But Wilson just stood his ground. I mean, Larice ran into him. Right. In my opinion, I don't think there was a foul at all. And then it was a great little chip. Uh, and Larice actually smart, didn't put his hands up because he was only about half a yard outside the 18, and yep. he tried to head it. He knew exactly where he was on the field. Mm-hmm. He knew he had fucked up, but he knew exactly where he was on the field and spared himself a card yep. uh, or a possible sending off. Yep. Um, which was which was actually good from him, but a great finish uh, from from uh, Callum Wilson. And then Nick Pope again, just the couple of chances that Tottenham had. Nick Pope was right there to 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 shore up shop and. 
it was an excellent display all around. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Hey, you know what? They they ha- uh, This is how bad of a manager Steve Bruce is. Most of the players that are there, because the Saudis haven't really started spending money yet, right? Yeah. They've spent, I think, a total of $110 million. Wasn't, it wasn't even Gimaresh, Trippier, um, Pope. Yeah, but Trippier came in. Botman. Trippier came in when Steve Bruce was still there. Right, but it was still the Saudi. Was it the Saudi? Him. Was it a Saudi signing? Yeah, it was a Saudi. So, signing. but what? He was twenty-five million, maybe. Yeah. Gimaresh was only forty, and I think Isaac was seventy. Yeah. So maybe one hundred thirty-five million pounds they've spent in three transfer windows since right. they took over. Well, you also count um, Pope and Botman as well. Yeah, but Pope was coming from a relegated side. He was right. always going to leave. That was right. easy. Pretty cheap. And also, they didn't need another goalkeeper. Right. I feel hard. I think Dubravka and Darlow should feel hard done. Yeah, but Pope's fucking Pope. No, he's excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, um, and then Botman, was, that was actually a big signing. Yeah. And Dan Byrne. But again, that was still under Mike Ashley. Yeah. I think Dan Byrne was. Byrne was under Ashley. Yes. Um, but they have, you know... <clears throat> They really haven't added a boatload of players yet. It's not like Forrest or whatever, right. but a better quality. They've done the right business, and Eddie Howe has put them together the right way. Last week I said there's not a lot to but, talk about when it comes to Newcastle because until they beat somebody big. They just, just beat somebody big. Just beat yeah. somebody big. You're you're in the discussion. But you're going to you, be right in that. You're yeah, they are they are as of right now. You keep doing exactly what you're doing. You are in Europe, which is ahead of schedule. Yep. Because this year it's finishing tenth, and then next year get into Europe. You're in Europe next year. But I just think that it's it's very obvious how bad <laughs> of a tactician. Steve Bruce is. Oh, he's fucking terrible. Because it's mostly the same players. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's still the same players. And, look and they're at, in fifth fucking place. Look at the place. fucking tune that Eddie Howe's getting out and of. And they're this. in fifth fucking place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get another sausage roll. All right, on to the next one, Sam. Let you go ahead and lead this off here. Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that nothing else in the show has mattered because the ninth thing that we're talking about is Arsenal-Southampton. You see what he did here, Mel, right? Saw what he did there. Nothing else mattered. It's the ninth match we're talking about. Still subtly sliding. And I've got a pro-Arsenal agenda screen here. Let me just change that on the video feed. There we go. Now you're ready. Now now the channel's open for you to have your uh, agenda. Proceed, I had please. to shoe it in somehow. I mean, it's a tie to Southampton. Not sure what you're proud about, but continue anyway. I'm proud of getting one over on Kenny again. Because he texts me every time I make a reference to 9-0. <laughs> and so I shoehorned it in a better way this time. Uh, great start by Arsenal. Effort, enthusiasm, everything was there. Great goal from Xhaka uh, with his right foot as well, which isn't normal. Um, but the first 45 was all Arsenal. But me and Rob were texting during the game, and I even said to him, I said, we need a fucking another goal. Southampton are starting to grow into the game. I don't like it. Yeah. And at halftime, they came out uh, uh, in the second half, rather, just after halftime. They came out the better team, and they didn't let up, and they finally got their goal. Now, Arsenal did score, and it was ruled out uh, for for an offsides. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could have won the game 2-1, but Newcastle had their chance, or um, uh, Southampton, rather, had their chances as well. And uh, Ramsdale was forced into one or two pretty good saves. Yeah. Uh, and Arsenal looked 
like they were almost out of ideas. The substitutes, I think Arteta was livid, uh, and rightly so, because the substitutes, McKierney worked hard, but it, the quality uh, just wasn't really there. We we're, really could use Zimchenko back Yeah, uh, at the moment. Because uh, a, a lot of what we do in possession is he steps up as almost an extra midfielder um, and stays up in that, in that area and help is another creative force. Tierney's just not creative. Right. Um, he's a good defender and he's a, a good leader and he works hard. He's just not very creative. Right. So if that's the way we want to play, that's one less creative person on the field. We look like we ran out of ideas and the substitutes made very little impact. Uh, Fabio Vieira was a punk ass when uh, he came on, getting knocked over, found it very difficult to get up to the speed of the game. Great point for the Saints, and this is what you need to do. We've talked about this earlier on in the season for the Saints. you got to be strong at home. This is where you got to get points. This is like, that's that's where I, earlier on when I said where um, the Saints lost to Everton at home, I was like, this is a massive three points lost for yeah. them because they're going to be battling to stay up. Uh-huh. This point against Arsenal in your building is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. This is what you need. Because also with a young team like this, you want them to feel good. You want, especially you got the home fans behind you. And, and in this moment, that's a great fucking point for them. It really is. And, mm-hmm. and, and as you mentioned uh, last week, take away the two games against city. You still have, unfortunately, as we go down that checklist, these games are still going to happen for you guys. You're not a championship team yet. No, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're close. The, you're getting there. The problem is just not it yet. The, the the youth of our side, again, we're the youngest squad in the Premier League on a right. regular basis. Yeah. You're going to get results like this. Now, the, the last 18 months of experience as we suffered through some of these growing pains have shown the dividends that that experience pays this season so far. But occasionally, you're still going to get this. And again, like Fabio Vieira replaced Martin Odegaard. I thought to, the one mistake Arteta made it was taken off Martinelli, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's very busy, very direct, as always. And a lot of what we did good came from him. Yeah, Saka as well, of course. Our wide players are so very important for us. And he replaced them, uh, replaced, <coughs> excuse me, Odegaard with Fabio Vieira, who didn't literally gave the ball away 17 times. Like it was absurd. Right. At one point, I, I just yelled at the TV, hold the fucking ball, you cunt. Heard. <laughs> Stop giving a fucking ball away. Like it was ridiculous. Even Tegan was like, what the hell is he doing, dad? And I was like, I don't know. Also, don't say hell. <laughs> All right. Um, on to the volleyball match. I mean, uh, footy match oh, that was. Now, hold yeah, on. Okay. You're not getting away from the Sons of Anarchy extra, okay. Lianco, squaring okay. up to two-foot-tall Eddie Nketiah. What is he trying to prove, big man? <laughs> Just, you know, that he's he's hard. Hey, listen, I'm going to issue this uh, uh, invitation right now. Pick mm-hmm. on someone your own size. All right. Very good. Okay? That's all. Okay. Can I repeat my joke again, then? Go ahead. The volleyball match, I mean, the uh, footy match that was uh, West Ham versus uh, Bournemouth. <laughs> Pretty uneventful first half, except for right at the end when uh, absolutely, positively, I used to play volleyball. That was a fucking bump. That was oh, the, yeah. the hands were together like this, as we're showing on the video. And he bumped it like like bump, set, spike, goal. That's exactly what fucking <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's was, funny. That was... 
Um, I, I would like to also instance in this right here. Uh, please, yes, Oh, Mo. I have thoughts from Smokey. Okay, Smokey. Going to try to explain <clears> how that's not a handball? We knew this was coming. <clears throat> Clear my throat for this one. He's holding his cock and eyes are closed as he's trying not to get any flick on it. In all caps, not a fucking handball. Oh, my God. Such a fucking handball. So now I will say <laughs> that if it, if he didn't make a motion towards it, and his arms were within his body frame, shouldn't be a handball. But what they've said is any handball for an attacking player that leads directly to a goal, i.e. you control it and you gain an advantage from controlling it with your hand, it directly led to the goal. Should be ruled out. It directly led to the goal. To the letter of the law, that goal should have been ruled out. Um, You just want to say, you know who was on VAR for that call, right? Mike Dean. Dino! <laughs> Saw that coming. Fucking Dino! Of course it was fucking Dino. Dino wouldn't make it all about himself there. Of course he did. Um, now, all that being said, West Ham was far and away the better side. They, they, oh, you yeah. Know. Well, possession was almost even, yeah. but West Ham turned that into 20 shots, I think I just saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, West Ham was the better side. So West Ham deserves but to only win four that on game. Target. West Ham deserves to win that game, but. That was a fucking handball, man. Some <laughs> fucking handball. So I also need the documents for this mm, one. Okay. Because now I'm going to bring in just a touch of fantasy chat for, for <laughs> me and her highness here. Mm-hmm. We both had a Bournemouth player. The opposite forwards. She had, uh, no, she had Philip Billing. Mm-hmm. I had Solanke. Or um, uh, I Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore, I was rather. I say I have Solanke. So in this game, right? Between Lindsay and I, and actually it finished as a draw, which is is uh, legit, I think. That's a fair result. But Kiefer Moore comes on at halftime to replace Solanke. And then uh, I'm not sure how it happened. Uh, oh, Sufal got an assist. That's how it happened. He saved the day for me today. Because she ended up also with 41 points. But the universe was trying to throw up some weird shit. Where we we were like separated by like two points or something, right? And she was beating me by like two points, uh, and we had one Bournemouth player left, <laughs> but I got an auto sub from Sufal because Koulibaly didn't play. There you go, Get in. yeah. So we ended up tying forty-one to forty-one. Uh, auto sub is why I lost as well. Was um, it? <laughs> one one last thing to uh, to mention, and then let's wrap up the segment because goddamn, we've been going for a while, but. Hey, at least this week we had some shit to talk uh, about. Yeah, no shit. At least there was some funny stuff yeah. that happened. Cherries, this is now two in a row. And uh, I know you've been downplaying it, but I've been saying when the losses start happening, right, as they were getting the results in those six in a row, I said eventually they're going to go in the other direction. Mm-hmm. My prediction is before the World Cup, they go hard in the other direction. I think they go really backwards, Got and it. we see them before the uh, before the World Cup sitting in either seventeenth or eighteenth place. Hmm, I think I think we see them go very quickly the other way because, like you said, the points are really fucking tight. Right oh now. yeah, they're very tight. I mean, you could find yourself in one game, you can move up five six places still, mm-hmm. and after ten games, this is where you, uh, 10, 11 games, you normally start to see the separation a bit, mm-hmm. and we're not seeing it just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. And the league is a toss up, man, right now. And I think this Winter World Cup is going to fuck everybody. Yeah, these next, because these next have, four games are big. You'll have mid-level to lower teams be able to rest for a month mm-hmm. while the big six send off 
17 of their 25-man squad to their internationals for the World Cup, and they could get injured. They could get tired. They could get all sorts of things. <clears throat> what happens if Jordan Pickford breaks a finger and he's out for two months? What are you going to do? Right. Well, you know, Begovich, but... Well, know, what I'm uh, saying, like, right. right, but there's a drop-off in quality there. There's a reason Pickford's your number one. Mm-hmm. But but I also... A lot what of happens my, if a lot of, gets hurt? But also, a lot of my team... Uh, Nigeria didn't make the World Cup. Oh, that's true. They didn't qualify. A lot of my a lot of my team didn't make the World Cup. Honestly, I'm looking at it going, okay, we got Wolves on Boxing Day. Awesome. And then we got fucking City on New Year on New Year's Eve. That's just back from the cup. Yeah. They're going to have a lot of guys who just play. Like, we might be able to catch them off guard. <laughs> like, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you really see, could get them. Right. All of Arsenal starting 11, for the most part, is going to the World Cup. Yep. What happens? We come back to three, four people get hurt. The drop off to our second team is pretty vast. Yeah. We could drop a ton of points in that in that new, new year's period. Mm-hmm. We could Agreed. find ourselves with an early exit from the FA Cup. You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when that negativity starts to seep in, a lot of things can go wrong really fucking fast. Very much so. Um, I worry. That's why I'm worried for Liverpool, man. I really am. They're in trouble. Not from the blue. Sure money. All right. I lost again. Down no less than 1100 bucks. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, damn it. This isn't going well for me. Um, I'm going to just get mine out of the way since is Pat, he's good. Oh, great. I thought he'd be asleep by now. Tucked away in dreamland. So I won't go over my shit just yet. Uh, Sammy, what do you got going on? Uh, why can't big six sky, score, uh, side score more fucking goals? <laughs> so 1-1, one, one, I went with the two and a half over on um, on Chelsea and United. And as we said, they fucking did nothing for 85 minutes and then scored two goals in the fucking end. I had fucking scousers. There you go. That's mine. So I just wrote mine to be like you. So there's that. Uh, and what is your bet for this week, my friend? Like I said, only two fucking goals. So I am now down $368. Big Sam's lock of the week. Round numbers, Graham. I know you like round numbers. 20% of the time works 100% of the time. Round numbers help. This week, I'm going to take a five-way parlay, all big clubs. City, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Chelsea, all to win. If all five of them win, plus $716. There you go. That's actually pretty good for a bunch of uh, favorites. The only iffy is uh, Chelsea going to Brighton. Yeah. That's Fair. the big iffy, and that's why it's seven sixteen. Because before that, I went with the four, and it was like two hundred. Yeah, when you start putting out weird shit like that, it gives me a big stiffy. <laughs> I know it does. Gets you very excited, doesn't it? And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. I read his email already, and you're going to get really stiffy. <laughs> I, I read his email too. Uh, Pat, what's going on, dude? How are you? Uh, I am uh, a little bit worried right now, but that's okay. <laughs> Why? I've got a lot on this Monday night football game, and oh. it's not going well. Oh, no. Who, who'd who you put money on? Well, it's not the money. It's in the survivor pool. So we've got three going for New England, and one's already taken Miami. So if New England loses, they're down 10 nothing right now. Uh, pits away $3,000. So 
Oh no! That's the winning. That's winning three thousand. So yeah, and yeah. I think we're gonna talk split too after this weekend. So maybe like split it up. All four of us get five hundred and play for an additional thousand. So okay. a little bit worrisome right now. <laughs> that that the the world of a degenerate gambler. Like yeah. he's just he. Note whenever we have to have him go off script, he always kind of messes up. Except for when he has to go off script about. Gambling. About gambling, and then he's yeah. like, "Rain man, boom, lay it all out." He says stuff sometimes. I'm like, I didn't even know that was allowed to be bet. I don't even know what that means. Is is that legal in fifty states? Yeah. Like, yeah, he just says words that I don't know. I've never heard them in that order. He's doing what with the pony? I don't see yeah. what's going on over here. That's right. Uh, hey, right, and uh, well, here's a little off script too because I caught the first segment about uh, you had the Weller Twelve in there. Uh, Which no, is McKenna Bottle and Bond is what we had. We we were talking about the Weller Twelve though too. Oh, okay. I caught. I guess I caught the a little bit too late into it. Yeah, yeah. But you're totally right, man. You can go into some like out of the way stores that sell a lot of like Palmasan or whatever, <laughs> and they they got bottles of that stuff. They don't even know where to put it or what to sell it for. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Even, yeah, they don't even understand it. Yep. You know? And yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you know, very, I put it in all the time. I actually had to talk them into taking. I was like, "No, just put it on your shelf and put a uh, hundred dollars on it. It'll be gone by the end of the day." But you know, you whatever. need to tell Sam Houston where those accounts are. Just send me a quick uh, Federalsburg is one. Get it. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> Got it. I'll make. I'm a supplier, man. I'll make those drives. I can make up a couple of accounts to go see. Good thing I've got my no doubt to write that down. <laughs> All right, sweet. All so right. What uh, you lost last week, obviously. So what you got going oh. on? Oh, oh, absolutely. Five hundred. Uh, yeah. Remember, you put five hundred on that one. I remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, yada yada yada. I'm down seven hundred seventy dollars. Uh, yeah. Last week was a huge bolt blow. Liverpool losing to Nottingham. You know, I looked it up. The last time Liverpool lost to Nottingham was 1996. So wow. in 2000. 48, you can uh, put your money on Nottingham again. There we go. <laughs> to beat Liverpool. <laughs> uh, so, yep, this week uh, I'm just going to piss away my money because that's what degenerate gamblers do. I'm going to take 100 on Leeds over Liverpool for plus 800 go and Nottingham it. over Arsenal plus 1300. Fuck you, go for <laughs> it. It's fantastic. And uh, I mean, and they're never going to hit, but you know what? Who gives a shit at this point, right? Just throw the money down the toilet and at least I'll be a little bit lower down and the teams that shouldn't have won won't win and i'll be kind of happy about that <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. two years ago on a flyer i just went uh for no good reason everton's gonna beat fucking liverpool at anfield and they did for plus 1300 <laughs> yeah i was like fuck it they're gonna do it <laughs> you know what the other piece to that too is um is, this is Pat's moment where he's been putting everything on either just red or black, right. and it's gone horribly wrong. So you know what? I'm going to take this last $75 and put it on double zero. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going for fucking broke. So I've got a prop bet. Uh, uh-huh. Keith wants to know, will uh, Pat ever learn the team's name is Forrest and not Nottingham? We've told no. him a hundred times. It's what's the second the, uh, name, not the, the first. Over under? He, calls, he calls Palace Crystal all the time. We've, we've told him about the, you call them by their last name, not their first name, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it sounds really Unless bad when he comes home and says, wife, I lost a lot of money to Crystal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Since that I just it? got through Ted Lasso for the second time, 
I'll learn that when uh, Ted Lasso learns what the offside rule is. Fair <laughs> enough. I love it. <laughs> Fair. We'll ask Jesse Marsh for you. <laughs> yeah. You like that? All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we'll, uh, good luck in uh, your survivor pool. To, uh, I, I will be up uh, late tonight, unfortunately, watching the end of this goddamn game. There you Depressed go. or happy. I don't know which one. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, brother. Be good. I, I see ya. <laughs> All right, so to get gold, myself gold, fucking gold. <laughs> thank you. To get this myself, that is out of the dul- uh, uh, dungeon, I have decided to go for a six gamer. We are all throwing caution to the wind. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, I've got watch s- us all fucking hit. <laughs> this is all favorites except one. Mm-hmm. Okay. City over Leicester, Chelsea over Brighton, Newcastle over Villa, Arsenal over Forest, Everton over Fulham, and United over West Ham. Mm-hmm. If all six of those hit, and I might actually go nope. to the sports book and bet it, if all uh, six of those hit, plus $3,468 Holy on a $100 bet. I mean, Villa's <laughs> fucking you up right there. I don't know, because Newcastle are good. Uh, Villa got rid of their chastity belt. And then it got another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we yeah. haven't scored as few goals as we that did, except for when he was in charge. I told you, Unai Emery, defensive-minded coach is what I told you, Mel, which is, means you no longer score goals. I think you're going to be pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's the show title, pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. That's the show title. You're going to be pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's beautiful. just one of those things, man. I just he for some reason. It just doesn't. I don't know if it's the high octane nature of the Premier League or what it is, but the the only evidence I have to go on is when he managed us and it just wasn't a right fit. You know what's pleasant and never disappoints? <laughs> a fucking chicken. Well, uh, Kitty has lost three in a row and sits at five and six. So Kitty was hiding out in the coop. Now, I'm not sure if she's hiding from the bookies or from Kenny, who threatened to turn her into fried chicken. Narnia's got magical powers, man. Uh, But nevertheless, I gave Kitty Brentford welcoming Wolverhampton. So she swiftly pulled out her phone and showed me pictures of her when she was in the Barossa Valley. You know who else is in the Barossa Valley? She was hanging out with Jane. No shit! How about that? Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Jane had called her in for some much-needed consulting with uh, Jane's new flock. You know, get one, get them in line. In exchange, Jane helped her with some valuable beekeeping beekeeping tips to pass on to me. You were almost there. You missed it right at the end. Well, we all know that I'm going to ignore you and that Jane loves her bees. And so, obviously, Kitty is picking Brentford to win. I really thought she swiftly was going to fuck her up, but just the word beekeeping. Apparently, that's the one that (laughs) fucked her up. (laughs) Well, you better be keeping yourself straight while you gamble legally (laughs) and responsibly. That's so bad. Championship Corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Ow! 
no. Open End, live, oh no. Ending on a question mark does not <laughs> emphasize confidence. Mel, it's pronounced the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the midweek tossed up some weird stuff. Uh, Pre- uh, Preston, uh, did we actually go over that? Uh, we did. We, we did, did the midweek You're already. Right. I was really tired on Thursday. No shit. Still a little drunk, too, from the tournament. <laughs> uh, Blackpool beat Preston North End. Yeah, I knew that by your two. ability to drink uh, the whiskey. You were having a little troubles with that whiskey. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, Bla- and it was good whiskey, too, which was annoying. Uh, Blackburn beat Birmingham 2-1. Burrow and Huddersfield drew 0-0. Millwall beat West Brom 2-1. QPR 2-1 over Wigan. Reading 2-0 over Bristol City, continuing their fine form. Uh, Hull 4-2 over Rotherham in the Nobody Cares game. Of the week, Sheffield United and Norwich drew 2-2. Uh, Coventry, 2-0 over Stoke. And Burnley back to winning ways, 4-2 over Sunderland on Saturday. On Sunday, just a couple of games. Swansea beating Cardiff 2-0 uh, in the Welsh Derby. And then uh, Watford beating Luton 4-0, apparently turning in a wonderful performance. Uh, that leaves your table looking like this. Uh, QPR now top the table with a plus eight goal differential and 30 points. Blackburn Rover, same number of points, but only plus four in second place. Burnley dropping down to third uh, with a plus 14 goal differential and 29 points. But they've played a game less than Blackburn, so they can uh, leapfrog them. QPR, though, are on the same number of games as Burnley on 16. Swansea City are up to fourth uh, on 27 points with a dead even goal differential. 22-4, 22 against Mm. after 16 games played. That's pretty interesting. Um, Sheffield United in fifth on 26th, as are Millwall in sixth on 26 points. Only seven goals separating them in goal differential. Norwich down to 7th with uh, 25 points. Reading in 8th on 25 as well, but they have that whole minus 4 uh, being the only top half table. Uh, no, because they go to 24, sorry. Uh, Preston North End are also technically in the top half of the table, but also have a negative goal differential. Um, <coughs> Watford are in 10th uh, and Luton are in 9th. Right. So that rolls your stuff around at the bottom end of the table. West Brom are in a really bad way in uh, 23rd now on just 14 points with a minus two. Huddersfield dead last on 12 points uh, with a minus six. Just above them are Coventry. And then you've got Middlesbrough just outside the drop zone with Cardiff, Wigan, and Blackpool going uh, in ascending order up the table. West Brom's one you got to watch because that's like Sheffield Wednesday going down. That's mm-hmm. a... That's, Almost that could that, be problematic for that them is, as a club. That is like an Everton going down to the championship. That is a big, big fucking. That would deal. be a big deal. That that was like when Newcastle got relegated the first time. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean Very Keegan, Keegan's deal. entertainers had he finished what runners up in a league mm-hmm. or maybe that was Bobby Robson. Some, but one of the two of them had Newcastle in second place, and then eight years, nine years later, they get relegated. Yeah. Um. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sam, any important words? Um, not really today that I cool. know about. I don't Excellent. think so. I just want to celebrate Danny Ings again for his awesome display of compassion and humanity. Lovely. That was great. And to anyone, uh, I'd said it to all my store owners, to anyone that um, knows any Indian uh, people, wish them a happy Diwali. Oh, it's their festival you. of light that started on Friday, runs through Wednesday, but today's the big day. 
Oh, very cool. Yeah, this, uh, well, Monday, as we record, it's their big day. But Diwali's the Indian Festival of Light. It's kind of not necessarily their new year, but it's their it's their big celebration year. Excellent. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. So, I will make sure I do that when I'm out and about do in the that marketplace tomorrow. tomorrow. Makes you look like a cool dude because yeah. nobody else knows about it for real. Excellent. Very yeah. good. Well, next up is injury time where we're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs, look in on our fantasy, and preview the weekend's action mm-hmm. sam should somebody want to find injury time how do they go about doing it patreon.com backslash do you football show just one very easy simple five dollar tier you get all the extra content uh which is as sam said <coughs> injury time our weekly preview of what's coming up and then uh sound check which is our actual sound check you get to hear us test the mics check the levels mel pushes the buttons normally pisses sam the fuck off and then we catch up about our week Exactly. Yeah, and by buttons, we mean Sam's buttons, not, yeah. uh, oh, definitely not, my not, buttons. not the podcaster buttons. Well, it's definitely hard for you to buttons. push buttons because you only have half a finger over there. I know. Last <laughs> time I pushed his button. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you to everybody who joined us live. Really, we, 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 we love the support. And uh, keep sharing, letting people know, and uh, do what you can to help out the show. Uh, other than that, till next week, everybody. Obtain fire. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Red to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!